Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Welcome back to the show. We are so excited to have our friend here, Sharon Davis, talking today about the work she does from efficient home organizing. Yes, she's a certified professional organizer and also the name of the business. Keep in mind, it's Efficient Home Organizing, and that's the website too, efficienthomeorganizing.com. Welcome to the show. How are you? I'm great. Thanks. Pleasure to have you here. Excited to talk to you about the work you're doing one-on-one with homeowners. Tell us a little bit about your business. I started my business, oh, many, many years ago, probably 18 years ago, and it just grew and grew and grew into a full-time business. I got my professional certification from the Institute for Challenging Disorganization in 2012, and I've got some additional training and education in the areas of chronic disorganization, hoarding, and ADHD. Wow, Im- impressive. So you're not just the ordinary home organizer. You really have a extensive and educational background in it, too. So, wow, this is interesting. I know we want to focus a little bit on chronic disorganization and hoarding today. But first and foremost, I think it's important to get to know you for our listeners. Tell us a little bit about uh, your life, where you grew up, and you know what brought you here to this field. I grew up in New Jersey, and my dad was a plumber, mom was a stay-at-home mom, and they were both pretty organized. My dad had really good uh, spatial uh, reasoning skills, uh, you know, as far as measurements and things like that. He was really organized in his workshop with all of his, his tools and things, and I just had a good upbringing, you know, in in church and and in the community and always did things to help others. And I was a legal secretary for a number of years. Then I met my husband who was in the Navy and we moved many times. And I just found that I had these natural organizational skills to be able to make those life transitions throughout our career and adding children along the way, dogs in the mix, and uh, we just we just had a really good career. We lived overseas twice, Puerto Rico and Guam, and then we decided he retired from the Navy and settled in Pensacola, Florida, and I found myself doing a uh, temporary job demonstrating food at one of the big box stores, and I had uh, was talking to someone, and they said, hey, you know, have you thought about what you want to do, you know, for maybe a career? And I said, yes, I've thought about this. I've read articles about professional organizing, and this happened to be a uh, Navy wife, and she said, oh, I would gladly pay someone to come and unpack my stuff for me and put it all away, Ah. and that just sort of started the the, um, wheels turning even more that said, wow, okay, so there is a market for this. I mean, I knew I could do it for myself, but could I do it for somebody else? 
Wow, and here you are. <laughs> Amazing. By the way, you're based out of Pensacola, Florida? Yes. Beautiful. And so are you working mostly in the state, or do you do virtual as well? No, I do not do virtual because I feel that what I do needs to be hands-on because I teach. I teach my clients how to stay organized. I can't, you know, do it for them. I don't come in and come up with a plan and send them out for a weekend and then they come home and it's done because because of the type of clients that I work with they need to change their thinking a little bit so we come up with some solutions and systems that work for them and that will help them stay organized Ah, beautiful. I want to hear about this. So obviously you're saying you work one-on-one with homeowners, home-based businesses, and entrepreneurs to improve the quality of your life, that they're more productive and creative. You mentioned through eliminating uh, clutter and implementing systems to help stay organized. But you know what? I feel like I'm one of those that suffers with chronic disorganization, to be honest with you, and I want to find out more about it. Um, I have a six and eight-year-old. We live alone, and I just have piles of mail, piles of clothes piles I can't get out of my clutter uh, and, and this has been for years my sister has this problem too and I, I didn't even realize it could be like a real chronic disease so let's talk a little bit about what it, what chronic disorganization is well chronic disorganization is defined by um, the persistence of severe disorganization over a long period of time often years which you just described it's undermines one's quality of life mm-hmm. by the disorganization. You know, you maybe are losing things, uh, forgetting appointments. And then the third uh, feature that defines chronic disorganization is a history of failed self-help attempts. You've gone to a workshop. You've uh, read books about chronic or about getting organized. You've looked at YouTube videos about getting organized, and none of those really help um, because it's because it's persistent. It's um, not produced by a life changing event that we call that situational disorganization, where you've gone through a divorce, you had a baby, you moved, you know, many different things that cause a temporary disorganization but this is a something that plagues your uh, childhood and then even into your adulthood Um, if you have all these lost items constantly the physical clutter the tardiness lack of preparedness for meetings and um, appointments is sometimes a a common problem Um, and then yeah so you you can there are systems in place and there are reasons why somebody is chronically disorganized it could be it's exacerbated by their ADD or um, just maybe depression or it could be a, a chronic um, illness like a chronic fatigue syndrome I believe it's just the way their brain is wired, honestly. Yep, because mm-hmm. I found that the 
Right. The majority of my clients who are chronic disorganized are very creative people. They have a lot of interests and they're very giving people and they are always doing for others. So they're they're just people. Well, we are excited to talk more about the work you're doing and all that you are able to help people with. So uh, you mentioned chronic disorganization. How does that make someone feel? What is the mental uh, capacity that goes with that? How does somebody know if they suffer from this? Usually they know. Um, if Again, if I ask them questions when they talk to me on the phone, and generally I just have to say, okay, just tell me what's going on, and they start talking, and I get a good picture in almost immediately. And they tell me, and I'll ask them, has this been going on for a long time? Or is this just something recent that triggered this disorganization? And they'll, they'll tell me, no, no, I've always struggled, even when I was a, a kid or a teenager. And then, you know, I'll, you know, I'll ask them about their, their lifestyle, their learning style, and they'll tell me, well, I have all these organizing bins, or I have all these systems that I went to Bed Bath & Beyond and bought, or one of those stores, and it doesn't work. And that's because it's not a system for them. There are a lot of great systems out there, but there's no one cookie-cutter solution. You have to find the solution that works for that particular individual and their their lifestyle and their learning style and their uh, layout of their home and take into consideration other family members. There's a lot of other factors that are associated with chronic disorganization. Um, Maybe they lack the skills. Yeah. Could be, uh, yeah, they never learned. I have had um, women tell me that, you know, can you teach me how to, you know, keep house? I never learned. I was blessed to have, you know, parents that, that did teach me how to, cook and clean and take care of things. Uh, It could be that uh, they love to save things. They're very sentimental. And so they have an attachment or an over-attachment to objects. Uh, They Maybe they collect things. You Mm -hmm. know, they like to collect anything purple. And... Those, so those are some factors that can uh, play into the chronic disorganization. Got it. Well, let me ask you this. Uh, you were mentioning when, as a child, uh, you, your parents were pretty organized, right? Could you talk a little bit about that? Um, I know you mentioned your dad was the plumber. Your mom was the one who was kind of like organized with grocery shopping and made lists. So is there any suggestions like that you can give to us about some of the things we could start doing here at home today to start getting better organized? Okay, suggestions. Let me, I have a great suggestion and this, this works for would work for you as well as other parents, especially if you're solo parenting. You, you know, even if you're you're you know you have a, a, a partner, but you have children, school age children. You have what we call a command center, and there you have maybe a bulletin board or a whiteboard, 
and you have hooks on the wall and a calendar and places where when when you've got all the activities for the children or their baseball schedules or soccer games, things that are going on at school, you can put all that where it's easy for everyone to see, even the children, to see so that they can also be responsible for um, maybe reminding mom or dad of, hey, I have this or I need this permission slip signed. And all those things are right there and, and ready to go out the door in the morning so that when you, you leave the house, you don't forget something or you don't have to run back in and or run back to their room or the other end of the house to find that item. It's all right there. And, and so you, you do this nighttime routine that sets you up for a good morning transition. Good to know. And yeah, it's the mental anguish that it gives me, the clutter around my house. And one of the suggestions I have to people, I started off with starting to do everything paperless, right? Getting up there, uh, signing up to be get all your statements paperless. That, that eliminates some of the mail piles. That eliminates the, that eliminates the things that are absolutely necessary you know, for for daily life. The rest of it probably is a lot of junk mail, newsletters, things yeah. like that that don't don't have a really you can do without it. Uh, fortunately, it's still going to come into your you know mail because everybody seems to have your address as public record. Unfortunately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's really hard to stop that. So my suggestion is, is is it really will take like less than a minute to process your mail. You can just kind of stand over the trash can and, you know, credit card offer, toss, uh, you know, um, trying to think what what else kind of things come in the mail that are junk mail. But you, you recognize it almost immediately. And marketing material from from various places and you can easily just toss that in the garbage and then you know take the things that if if it is a bill that you're still paying by snail mail or it's it's a maybe it's a medical bill that's not regularly on automatic um, withdrawal so something like that that comes in or something that needs your attention then then take it and right away, up in the right-hand corner, either get a sticky note or just write on there in a colored marker what you need to do with that. If you don't have the time to take care of it right away, what do you need to do with that? Do you need to make a phone call? Do you need to write a note? Do you need to do some research? And give it an action verb um, that you can, so that when you go to have time to sit down and do that, you look at that and you don't have to reprocess the whole thing. Got it. All right. Some good advice. At this time, we've got to take a quick commercial break. Would you mind sharing the best form and all forms of contact with us? And uh, we'll take that break. Okay. Uh, the best form of contact for me is my website, efficienthomeorganizing.com. You can email me also at efficientlady at yahoo.com. 
Perfect. And do you have any uh, social media pages maybe you want to share as well? I am on Facebook at uh, Efficient Home Organizing as well. Beautiful. All right, let's do this. Let's take a break and we'll be right back with more after this. Thank you so much. Introducing Venture X, Capital One's new travel card for people always asking, Where next? You earn 10x miles on hotels and rental cars, and 5x miles on flights booked through Capital One Travel, and 2x miles on everything else you buy with Venture X. Plus, receive premium travel benefits like access to over 1,300 airport lounges. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. Is there something that you've been struggling with that you just haven't been able to overcome? Are you ready to move beyond the struggle? Hi, I'm Erin Patterson, certified clinical hypnotherapist and master hypnotic coach, and I offer hypnotherapy and hypnotic coaching programs to help clients overcome just about anything. Book a free consultation at www.erinmpatterson.com. That's www.airenmpatterson.com. And let's get started today. Are you looking for even more of the podcasts and hosts that you love? The Podcast Business News Network is proud to announce that you now have even more ways to listen live. Check out the MyTuner Radio, Online Radio Box, and Simple Radio apps on iOS and Android, or find us online. Search for Business News Network on MyTuner-Radio.com, or search Podcast Business News Network on Streama.com and OnlineRadioBox.com slash US. Take your podcasts on the go and don't miss a minute of the action. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Welcome back to the show. We're so excited to have our guest here talking today about professional organizing. Listen up, everyone. From Pensacola, Florida, we have our Efficient Home Organizers. Yes, it's from EfficientHomeOrganizing.com. And our friend here joining us live back on the podcast, Sharon Davis, to talk more um, about the work that she's doing. And also, you know, we talked a little about chronic disorganization. And how does that differ from, you know, the word and the terminology of hoarding? Could you share what that is? Yes. Hoarding is actually a mental disorder. The uh, DSM-5, the latest uh, diagnostic uh, manual that uh, psychologists, psychiatrists use to to diagnose a mental illness, uh, is now classified as its own separate um, mental illness. About 1 to 3 million people in the United States have a hoarding problem. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, to break it down, it's 4 to 5 out of every 1,000 individuals. So it's actually pretty in extensive as far as the, the problem goes. Now, like chronic disorganization, there are some factors that uh, determine chronic disorganization versus hoarding, and they're very, very similar. Uh, but with my extensive training, I, I can recognize the differences. But the factors that are central to compulsive hoarding are excessive accumulation, but they also have difficulty discarding objects that most other people consider useless. 
things that are broken, things that are worn, things that are frayed, things that are ripped and torn. The clutter is also so severe that it prevents or seriously limits the use of living spaces. You know, they have uh, items stacked in the bathtub, so they can't use the shower. They they have they block entrance and exit. They block windows. They have things piled on top of the stove or in the you know completely covering the kitchen counter so that they can't even prepare a meal and. The, the thing that separates hoarding from chronic disorganization is that they have extreme anxiety when it comes to discarding any item. And that it, it causes significant distress uh, in when they think about letting go of something. And there's quite a few reasons uh, for that, but with regard to the excessive acquiring, you know, they might purchase multiples of the same item. You know, we I saw a lot of that during the pandemic where people were stockpiling wipes and uh, hand sanitizer and so much that they would never use it in 15 years and dry out. They also like to shop a lot of garage sales and things like that. Uh, but the, and then with the difficulty discarding, they want to avoid making a decision because there's usually some grief or trauma attached to their hoarding, which I believe that some hoarding is a protection. They've lost something yeah. Yeah. and they surround themselves with stuff as as a protection we all like things we all acquire things we we like our favorite sweater or i just bought um mexican blankets when i went to san diego to uh, visit my and I grabbed that Mexican blanket to sit and watch TV in the air conditioning because it gives me comfort and I love the colors. And we all get things like that. But when people who hoard, they go to the extreme mm-hmm. with thinking about those things. And, of course, again, there are also um, other conditions that play into hoarding, such as depression, bipolar disorder, uh, OCD, PTSD, so that the people who hoard, they just they sort of have poor insight. They don't recognize that they have a problem. It's We have a tool that we use called the uh, a couple of tools called the Klung Scale, and, and then there's another one that has pictures, nine different pictures. And you ask them, where are you on, on this? And they'll point to maybe four, and I'm looking at their stuff and saying, no, you're a seven or a nine. Because 
because they don't see the clutter, and they're very creative at adapting. So they can't use the shower, so maybe they decide they're going to join a local gym and use the shower there. Mm. Maybe they can't sleep in their bed, Mm -hmm. so they make a little pallet on the floor somewhere, or they start sleeping on the couch or start sleeping in the recliner. So unless they're really distressed by the problem, they're not they're not going to change. They also have a lot of fear. They fear eviction and discovery. I had a client last year who had a severe German roach infestation. Even though she had and was paying for it, was included in her rent, pest control, she was afraid to ask the on-site pest control people to come in because Mm -hmm. it might get back to the management that she had a problem. So we had to actually hire an outside pest control to get the majority of the problem taken care of. And, of course, we we worked really hard to, to get all the clutter cleared away. She was definitely ready for a change. And then she was able to go back to the apartment complex uh, pest control. Oh, amazing. Well, we are almost out of time. We have two minutes left in the show. Let me just also mention you do closet organization, garage, kitchen, children's rooms, moving, packing, unpacking, home offices. Uh, Also, uh, do you have a favorite uh, form of organization that you love to do? Just curious. A favorite form of organization? Oh, I love to do pantries and craft rooms. Ooh. For some reason, pantries I is my probably my most favorite thing to do. Perfect. Well, also, let's remind everyone how we can reach you. Uh, how, how you can reach me is yep. EfficientHomeRising.com or EfficientLady at Yahoo.com. And my phone number is 850-377-5446. Beautiful. And I recommend everybody going to that website. Take a look at the gallery and see some of the before and afters. I love how you could just slide to the left, to the right, to see that children's room, the bedroom, and the work that you're doing. It's pretty amazing and really helping so many mentally uh, get rid of that clutter by physically getting rid of the clutter. Really. Wow. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. All right. You have a fantastic day. And again, pleasure having you here again at Efficient Home Organizing. And we're looking forward to the next time we get to connect. Also, don't forget to go to the website and check out some of the amazing testimonials as well uh, and positive reviews that uh, she has. Thank you again. Have a great day. Everyone, stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Let's go inside the mind of a 10-year-old. I should have worn those earrings today. I like those earrings. Gabby has those awesome earrings. I need to ask her where she got those, but that's just what she would want me to do. I'll have Michaela ask her for me. Buckle up, Sarah. Yeah, but then Michaela will be like, why don't you just ask her yourself? That's just like Michaela. Sarah. 
Buckle up. Michaela's such a great name. I wish I was called Michaela. There's like a dozen Sarahs in my class. Hey, we're not hitting the road until you buckle up, honey. Oh, yeah. Seatbelt. I forget sometimes because my brain is like busy, you know? I wonder if there's pizza at school today. Sometimes it can be tough to get through to your kids, but it's not impossible. Always make sure they're wearing their seatbelts, even on short drives. Remember, you have the keys, you have the power. Never give up until they buckle up. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Visit safercar.gov slash kidsbuckleup for more information.